The WBEN All Local. All Local. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mazurowski. Not long after Election Day, the political dominoes may soon start to fall in western New York. Here's WBEN's Tom Puckett. Sources tell WBEN Congressman Brian Higgins will leave the House to become the new CEO of Shays. In fact, those sources say it's a done deal with a formal announcement anticipated next week. Ken Crowley of politics and stuff on what he's heard. I've heard the the same rumor now for uh, a couple of months and... uh, It does appear that something is in the works and might develop in the near future. Uh, I have no specific information about uh, when that might be or how how it'll go about. Crowley says if Higgins does resign, Governor Hochul would have to call for a special election to be held within 10 days of the formal resignation. State Senator Tim Kennedy could be the frontrunner if Democrats choose him. He's uh, proven to be a uh, major fundraiser for his own campaigns and also has a name recognition that would certainly... uh, move them along quite quite well if that's the way things are going. No official word from Shays or Higgins' office. Hear more from Cruelly online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. Higgins was reelected to a ninth term in 2022. He has served in that position since 2005, representing the 26th district, which includes parts of Erie and Niagara counties, including Buffalo, Niagara Falls, Lackawanna, Tonawanda, and North Tonawanda, and really... You're right. Could set off a chain of dominoes here. Yeah, um, and to think about, uh, it's been almost 20 years uh, since a new congressman has represented that district, including Buffalo. So, could be a big shakeup in store. Keep it locked to WBEN for the latest on the national stage. Another shakeup. Senator Joe Manchin from West Virginia announced he will not seek a third term for the Senate, surprising his fellow Democrats. But they were even more concerned about another declaration Manchin made. He's touring the country, toying with the idea of a third party run for the White House. Manchin's retirement has huge implications for Senate Democrats' hopes of keeping their slim 51 to 49 majority. But the stakes could get even higher. Manchin is affiliated with a group called No Labels, which is exploring a third party presidential ticket. The group is already on the ballot in 12 states, including several key battlegrounds. Democrats say a no-labels ticket could play spoiler, taking votes away from President Biden and benefiting Donald Trump. Andrea Fujii with the story. Humanitarian pauses have begun in Gaza. Israel has agreed to four-hour daily breaks in fighting with Hamas. The State Department calls the daily humanitarian pauses in Gaza the first steps to help civilians flee from the north to southern Gaza. Talks continue to free the 240 hostages taken in the Hamas attacks in Israel more than a month ago. Rachel Goldberg's son is one of them. It is a long, long time for families not to sleep, to be in a frantic state of fear and terror. The U.S. also trying to avoid a wider conflict. The U.S. targeted an Iranian-backed militant site in eastern Syria, retaliation for a string of attacks on American troops. Michelle Franzen, ABC News. Well, 34-year-old Michael Burham pleading guilty to escaping from Warren County Prison. Burham was being held in the Warren County Jail to face charges in connection to kidnapping when he escaped. He's believed to have used exercise equipment to get onto the metal-gated roof of the prison, tied some bed sheets to climb down from the roof to the ground. Pennsylvania State Police were able to take Burham back into custody nine days after he escaped. Could another stadium deal of sorts be in the works? WBEN's Brayton Wilson 
looks downtown to see if improvements to Salem Field should be on deck. According to the New York Post, Bison's owner Bob Rich Jr. has hired a local lobbying firm co-owned by former Buffalo Mayor Anthony Masiello to seek assistance regarding funding for upgrades to Salem Field with New York Governor Kathy Hochul's office in Albany. Masiello told the Post he's planning to have discussions with the Hochul administration as well as the city of Buffalo about, quote, overhauling, unquote, the 16,600-seat ballpark opened in 1988 in downtown Buffalo. He also says there is no dollar figure in mind at this time and plans are still being finalized for renovations. John Simperman from Barnstorm Sports and Entertainment believes it's about time for Salem Field to receive a necessary facelift. The stadium was state-of-the-art 30 or so years back, but the whole environment and the landscape of professional sports venues has definitely changed, and I would agree it's definitely time to take a look at what improvements can be made to the venue just to make it more fan-friendly and you know, keep up with a lot of the competitive venues, not only in Buffalo, but quite frankly across the country. If there is one issue with this move from Bison's ownership, Simperman feels it is the timing of the request to Governor Hochul's office, especially given the ongoing priorities in Orchard Park with the construction of the new Bill Stadium along Abbott Road. Simperman adds there also needs to be some serious attention brought to Key Bank Center downtown. It's never ideal to be looking for public funding, but it's definitely time to evaluate the opportunities. And then when you do that, you come back to the state with, you know, here's what it can do incrementally to drive visitation. Here's what it can do incrementally to bring more people into downtown. And big part of it is the economic impact of a ballpark in the city. So I think those things need to be discussed and evaluated. And then it's an opportunity to go to the state and say, hey, help us support this. More from Simperman is available for you online. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. Thanks, Brayton. Do you think New York State should help fund renovations at Salem Field? It's our WBEN.com web poll this morning, and right now it's 50-50. 50% yes, 50% no. You can check in with us on the right side of our page at WBEN.com. It's 508 on WBEN. Safety experts came before the key Senate committee that oversees the travel industry after a surge in close calls between planes at U.S. airports. The nation's top accident investigator says the series of close calls on runways across the U.S. this year is showing clear signs of strain that cannot be ignored. The chair of the National Safety Transportation Board, Jennifer Hammondy, testified before a Senate committee about the shortage of air traffic controllers that's leading, she says, to fatigue and distractions. Hammondy also warned that irregular work schedules among pilots is causing issues as well. M. Wynn, ABC News, Washington. All right, and the drama around the discrimination lawsuit that was brought against actor Robert De Niro by a former assistant has come to an end. The Oscar winner was sued for gender discrimination, harassment, and retaliation on the job. In court filings, Graham Chase Robinson claims she was subjected to a toxic work environment, including verbal abuse, was paid less than another male employee and quit in 2019 during an emotional and mental breakdown. Canal Productions ordered to pay $1.2 million to De Niro's former personal assistant. In the end, the jury agreeing not to hold De Niro personally liable. It almost sounds like a movie plot. You know, this whole uh, court case reminds me I need to see that new De Niro movie. (laughs) I still haven't seen it at all. It's impossible to follow all these things that are going on. I uh, I still have yet to make three and a half hours time to go see that new movie, you know, surprisingly. How do... um, The Martin Scorsese one you're talking about. I remember hearing people talk about this, and I, I... 
I was, I was always like, whoa, like, wow, that's crazy. Before I had kids, parents, you know, oh, oh, you know, we don't have time to go to the movies or, you know, watch whatever show or do this or do that. And I was like, oh, what do you mean? And now I understand. And it's not like you don't, like, I don't feel like I don't have time to do things, right? Yeah. It's just there's certain things you don't even think about anymore until something comes out that you want to see and you're like, oh, wow, yeah. Where am I going to make time for that? The next 10 years. Um, (laughs) But no, it's, you wonder why, like, movies don't survive. I'm like, how did movies ever survive with. Right. <laughs> you know, we think they used to be like, every movie used to be like three hours long. That's why. Ben thank, Hur. Thank goodness for streaming. Right? I, yeah. Um, yeah. And bedtimes. Or else uh, <laughs> right. nothing would ever get watched. No, exactly. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. Partly to mostly cloudy skies today. Temperatures near 50 degrees this afternoon. For tonight, mostly cloudy. A little rain and snow south of Buffalo. Overnight lows in the mid-30s. On Saturday, morning clouds can wait to some sunshine. Temperatures in the low 40s. Low to mid-40s on Sunday. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Minkowski. A big political shift is in the works. Ken Cruley is joining us live this morning from politicsandstuff.com. Ken, good morning. This started as a rumor several weeks, maybe a couple months ago, that Brian Higgins would leave Congress to become CEO at Shays. Now it's said to be a done deal. From your perspective, and you've been covering politics in this area for a long time, how big a deal would this be? It's a very big deal. Uh, Brian has been uh, a member of Congress for 19 years now. He's uh, done a great job for the area. Uh, and uh, we are going to have a new congressman, it uh, looks like, uh, in the relatively near future. Uh, so it's, uh, it's a very major uh, activity here, and it's going to set off a chain reaction on some other things politically, a succession of other offices potentially. Yeah, on that chain reaction idea, where uh, what happens next? So, if uh, indeed, as we've learned, Congressman Higgins leaves within the next couple of days, takes this job at Shays, we would expect a special election to be called. But when might the governor call for that special election? Well, there's a uh, a law in New York State that uh, says that once there's a, an official resignation. Uh, and of a congressman or member of the state legislature that the governor must, within 10 days of that resignation, call a special election. And that special election uh, would uh, be required to be held uh, sometime between 70 and 80 days after the proclamation from the governor. So the timing of all that is that if, if in fact, Congressman Higgins were to resign uh, next week sometime, We'd be looking at the uh, the governor sometime around Thanksgiving calling uh, for the special election and the special election occurring sometime uh, around the beginning of February. All right. The timing of all of this seems very important. First, what do you read into the fact that this is coming out just after Election Day? Well, there's uh, something in the law about putting uh, positions on the ballot if they uh, if they occur before September 20th. Uh, uh, the discussions are really seem to have gotten more serious since that date, anyway. But I I, I think that it's just uh, the there was a major campaign going on around here, and and uh, the planners who were looking at these uh, the, this issue and how the timing of it are just looking at, uh, okay, the election's over now, we can 
proceed with with what's been in the works for a while. Wait, so because Mark Polenkars was just reelected in a big victory, does this leave him out of possibly going after this congressional seat? No, I don't think that it leaves him out. He certainly would be a a good candidate for that office. Uh, I guess it's up to Mark to decide uh, uh, how that works with the timing of everything, uh, because uh, the the party would have to designate candidates uh, right around the beginning of December. Uh, and uh, the uh, the uh, inauguration for the next term only starts on January 1st. So the timing is a little uh, awkward, I guess. Uh, but uh, I don't know that it would leave him out of the conversation. It just complicates things. Yeah, uh, how would that play, do you think, with voters? The idea that, you know, maybe if this were to happen a year from now, you know, uh, if uh, Congressman Higgins just simply said, I'm, I'm not going to run for re-election, and in 2024, uh, Mark Polonkars was running in November, uh, maybe voters would say, okay, yeah, uh, you know, somebody we know. But to say that, you know, two weeks or so after you uh, were just saying, I'm ready to be a county executive for the next four years, and uh, let's uh, we got a lot of work to do here in Erie County, and then to immediately turn around and say, well, eh, maybe not uh, after you were just voted in. Would voters take that well? Well, I think it would be very complicated, frankly, and the, the timing is uh, it would be better if things were a year from now or the normal course of events for a normal congressional election. Uh, so uh, that's something that, uh, that uh, Mark Polenkars will have to uh, decide on his own. But I, I think that that is, uh, is certainly going to be a, a complication that is a serious consideration in something like this. Who else are you hearing names that are jumping off the page to possibly re- succeed uh, Brian Higgins? Well, uh, uh, Senator Tim Kennedy, certainly, and uh, Mayor Brown have both been mentioned for for this uh, position. I, I think that uh, Senator Kennedy has been uh, moving around and make, uh, making phone calls and talking to people who are beyond his current Senate district. Uh, and uh, speculation is that he's certainly interested. He's proven his ability to raise a, a, a whole lot of money, uh, the money that he's gotten as a state campaign account can't be used in a federal election. Uh, so you'd have to uh, start from scratch on raising money. But uh, I, I think uh, Kennedy would be a, a formidable candidate. You also have this, you know, question and the rumors of the mayor of Buffalo perhaps going over to Buffalo State, but now might he also be interested in running for Congress? And then who would fill that position? A lot of things moving here, Ken. Yeah, there's, you need a Tim Russert whiteboard to diagram all of this stuff. But I, I, uh, if the mayor uh, were to leave office, uh, if he leaves before the end of the uh, 2023, uh, Darius Pridgen, uh, the council president, would become mayor at the time. Uh, if it's after January 1st, then whoever among the nine members of the Common Council selected as their next president uh, would become mayor. Uh, so that would also create a vacancy in a council position. Uh, so the next year we'd have a, a race for mayor, for Congress, for council, uh, for other things. Uh, potentially state Senate if Kennedy were the candidate for Congress. So it gets uh, very, uh, very involved and complicated if all these things start to move along. 
and a presidential year, too. Uh, who would you are you hearing would be interested in running for mayor outside of the council members that might be in the mix? Well, uh, in the past, uh, the, the conversation is uh, centered around uh, Kennedy a lot because of his fundraising, and that money could be used for a mayoral run. He's got about $2 million in his state campaign account. Uh, so he would certainly, if he's interested, uh, kind of uh, dwarf the other candidates. Uh, there are none that particularly uh, would be uh, making any moves. Uh, Senator Sean Ryan perhaps would be interested. Uh, I uh, Maybe Assemblywoman Crystal Peoples Folks, I'm not sure. Uh, but um, I, I think that if the, it, a lot of this will depend, uh, obviously, on whether the mayor moves on to both state uh, and then the timing of when that happens. All right. Well, uh, very interesting to watch. Ken, thank you for joining us this morning. And uh, a lot of pieces might be moving soon. That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning, produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.